The NBA playoffs are heating up, and so is the action at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. With same-game parlays, live betting, odds boosts, and so much more, don't miss out as the NBA postseason winds down. And if you're new to DraftKings, you got to check this out. New customers bet 5 bucks to get 150 in bonus bets instantly. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use code ROSS. That's code ROSS for new customers to get 150 in bonus bets when you bet just 5 bucks. Only on DraftKings. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit www.1800gambler.net in New York. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly. On behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort in Kansas, 21 plus age varies by jurisdiction. Void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.com slash football for eligibility and deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. So if you're listening to the Even Money podcast, I know you like to play stuff, right? Why not? You should be. Especially you should be playing the bets that Steve and I do because it's going well. Well, you know what else you should play? Draft. It's not too late to join the 450,000 people that have already downloaded Draft this season. You get to play in a real live snake draft, but you're in under five minutes and they last for just one week. You can join one right now for week seven. The best part? You're playing for cold, hard cash, and get this, your chances of winning, 80% better than on the salary cap sites. All new players get a free entry into a real money draft when you make your first deposit, but you have to use the promo code EVENMONEY. That's right, play a real money game for free just by using the promo code EVENMONEY. Gets even better. Draft.com is so sure you'll love it. That they're even offering my listeners, that's you guys, a money-back guarantee up to $100. Just search Draft in your app store or go to Draft.com and come play free right now with promo code EVENMONEY. If you'd like to make your NFL games a little more interesting, you've come to the right place. It's the Even Money Podcast with Ross Tucker and Steve Fezzik. Yeah, Vegas, baby, Vegas, week seven in the NFL. And I think for the second consecutive week, maybe, we are actually recording this bad boy on a Tuesday, 1.43 p.m. Eastern time. But as we get into week six grades, went pretty well for us last week, so there's no issue there. He's the star of the show. I cannot tell a lie. You know that. This is what he does for a living. It's how he makes a living. His name is Steve Fezzik. The only places to find him, this podcast, at Fezzik Sports on Twitter, or pregame.com. Anybody else is an imposter, and tell them that. I'm at Ross Tucker NFL on Twitter, former NFL offensive lineman, and I am gaining on Steve. I'm getting there. Love those of you that spread the word via social media. That's huge for us. The retweets, the likes. On Facebook, it all counts. My Facebook is facebook.com slash Ross Tucker NFL. We are presented by betonline.ag, the online gaming website of choice for the Even Money podcast with the best odds and the fastest payouts. Steve, I appreciate your flexibility again this week. How are you, my friend? Life is good. Uh, 
quite an unpredictable week last week in the NFL. You know, it's interesting, Steve, because on the Ross Tucker football podcast on Fridays, I make my picks straight up, right? And I don't think I had a very good week picking games. But I finished here on the Even Money podcast up eight units, eight big ones. So for the week, I was up eight units, Steve. You were up four units. So now for the season, going into week seven, Steve, how about this? You are up 33 units. I am up 32 units. 33 black on the roulette wheel with a one-game lead. Love it. Let's keep it rolling. What's cool about it, too, by the way, is that there's like two competitions. Like, you and I have a mini competition going, but I want you to do well because I know a lot of our listeners, you know, follow your bets, and I want them to do well. So I root for you to do well. But it's also funny that, you know, we're neck and neck each week we're also two for two on best bets so yet another week in the black on best bets i didn't tally where we are for best bets on the season but every week we've been in the black except for week five and some of the weeks seven of eight seven for seven this week two for two let's get into the 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 week you know play by play um we went head-to-head. I forgot this, Steve. We went head-to-head. You took Carolina laying the three-and-a-half on Thursday night? I did. Wow, I didn't remember that. Um, that was, yeah, I, I had the Eagles, that so that was I one preferred. where we actually went head-to-head. You know, Bri, we should probably play the head-to-head sounder when Steve and I go head-to-head. Like we do for college draft. That would be cool. So we went head-to-head there. And I, I won, you lost. Uh, then the Houston-Cleveland game, I took the over 44 and a half. And Deshaun Watson came through for me again. Um, then we got to Miami and Atlanta. And I took Miami, I obviously thought Atlanta was going to win the game. But I took Miami, Steve, getting the 11 points. How about then coming back to win that? I mean, what... What would have been like the halftime bet when it was 17 nothing? Yeah, strangest game ever, I think, like, except for the Giants, was stranger in that, not that Miami won. I mean, 13-point underdogs win, but like you said, 13-point underdogs don't win when they're down 17 to nothing and don't have an offense. That was a very peculiar game. But you know what saved me on several of these games? It's a good rule of thumb, Ross, when the, the you have a double-digit spread in the NFL. You take the points or you pass. That is a great gospel to live by. It really is. I mean, with two of those teams winning and the Niners only losing by two points, I mean, you got to be kidding me. Let's get to some of the other games. Um, we both put a bet on that Saints-Lions game. You took New Orleans, which came through for you. I had the under in that game, Steve. I had the under, under 50 and a half. Final score, 52-38. So at least when I lose, Steve, I lose by a lot. You were up two units there. I was down two units. I mean, you're going to have that many defensive touchdowns and special teams touchdowns. Then I got no shot. That's a fluke. Minnesota Green Bay, Steve, you put two units on 
Minnesota. So a lot of Packers fans are blaming you for, uh, you know, putting the kibosh on Aaron Rodgers. Uh, we'll get to that as we move ahead. But you got two units there. Then the Niners and the Redskins, every game where a team was getting double-digit points, I took the points. And this one came through for me as well. Two units on the Niners, so that was two more for me. I took the under in Jacksonville and L.A., another one with some fluky touchdowns that cost me by half a point. The total was 43-and-a-half. The game finished 27-17 with like 70-yard touchdown runs, kickoff returns for touchdowns. That was a rough loss. I'm glad I only put one unit on it. You had a unit on the Bucks laying two and a half, Steve. That did not come through. I passed that one, leaned Arizona. You and I both passed but leaned Pittsburgh. We should have bet it. Pittsburgh ended up winning the game outright, and they were getting four points. Then uh, one of our two best bets, we had the Chargers getting three. I think it was th- was it three and a half or three against the Raiders. I thought it was three and a half, but this is saying three. Uh, at any rate, we both took the Chargers because at worst they lose by a field goal every game. That came through for us on that best bet. Oh, no, you know what it was, Steve? You thought it would go up. The, the line would go up as soon as it was confirmed that Carr was playing. Did that happen? Absolutely, it did. So what happened is that the line was three. Carr got reported in. It went up. It actually opened at five and a half then, and then it came back down to three. So you could have gotten anywhere from three to five over the course of the week. Got it. And then we also each put uh, units on the under for the Giants and the Broncos. I think that might have been – sometimes you talk me into bets. That might have been one where I talked you into it. I put two units on the under. You put one unit on the under 40-and-a-half. So that came through for us two for two on the best bets. We did not did not bet the Colts-Titans game from last night because of the uncertainty around Mariota, and I had been burned by that before. So, again – We are one unit away. You're up 33. I'm up 32. And we are full speed ahead. Thank you, by the way, to Todd Bergman, as always, at LBirdman on Twitter. I'm going to get Todd to to calculate our overall best bets as well so we know what we are for the season. But we got to get to week seven. Let's do it. All right, Ross started off Thursday night football. The Kansas City Chiefs, three-point favorites at the Oakland Raiders with a total of 47. I don't see anything here. Uh, I mean, this is about how I think it'll go down. I really don't like what I've seen from the Raiders, and I think that the Chiefs probably bounce back from that loss. If I had to go anywhere here, I would go, I would lean Kansas City. And I'm also going to put um, a unit, well, you know what? I'm going to put a unit on the over. But ever since the Raiders got the new coordinator, they got rid of Bill Musgrave for some reason. They have not been scoring the same. They just haven't. So I'm passing this game. I would lean Kansas City, and I would lean the over. And I'm paying extra attention, Ross, because not only did you carry the day for me on that Sunday night football game under last week where you're right, I piggybacked on our best bet going under, 
But the more I looked into that game, Denver and the Giants, the more I liked it, and it became one of my big releases for the week, where I, I was only leaning on it going into Tuesday. It's a um, an evolution throughout the week in terms of your plays. This one, I have no idea. You're right, Oakland. I thought that they would be much down from last year, but they're down even further. Um, I can't play the over because Kansas City, all four of their receivers are have some form of injury. I don't know if they're all if three of the four are going to play, probably. Um, but that has me very concerned about them. And Oakland just hasn't moved the ball like they could last year. Uh, I think it's a good one to stay away from. I'd actually lean a little to Oakland because they're going to cover some games. And their back's against the wall. Two and four, they lose this game. Their season is basically done. I hate betting against a team that was a playoff team last year that's in that situation. I'll pass. Steve, Tennessee at Cleveland. The Titans' five-and-a-half-point favorites against the Browns at the Browns, I should say. Total 46-and-a-half. So sometimes, as a professional better, you've got to go ahead and bet a team that completely lets you down. You know, it's kind of like back when I was single. You go out with a girl, and she just she stands you up, and you know what? You give her one more chance. You give her one more chance, and then you say that's it. So I was on Cleveland when it was 10 last week against Houston, and I think it was all about Houston really playing well, and Hogan obviously had a bad game. I still believe in Cleveland's improvement. I love playing winless teams in the NFL. And I got to tell you, I know they won by 14, but – Mariota does not look right to me at all. Can't get out of the pocket. If he can't get out of the pocket, that Tennessee team is not nearly as good as Houston. Um, their defense looked very vulnerable to Jacoby Brissett's. I think this could be a sneaky game with only six days for Tennessee to prepare. Cleveland's not going 0-16 again. Well, they went 1-15 last year, so they've got to win a couple this year. This could be one of them. I'll, I'll take the points. Two units. Two units taking the five and a half for the Browns? Yes, sir. Man, I just feel like I'm with you. I feel like a jilted lover when it comes to the Browns. I know you've got all the stats that an 0-6 Browns team, like they're eventually going to win and we don't. But you know what? If you did that the last four weeks, you would have lost. So I I don't know. It's a short week for Tennessee. You're right. Mariota isn't totally healthy. But I just can't do it. I mean, I would lean Cleveland, but I cannot do it. I, I, I'd be mad at myself if I lost money on the Cleveland Browns. Ross, the Jacksonville Jaguars, three-point favorites at the Indianapolis Colts with a total of 44. Well, it's an odd-numbered game, which means the Jaguars are going to be awesome. So far this year, when it's week one, three, and five, they've been unbelievable. And two, four, and six... They've been disappointing. So it's an odd-numbered game, which is meaningful for them. It seems like it has no meaning whether or not they play at home. We've noticed that now, none whatsoever. Uh, The Colts are playing on a short week, but I don't like the Jags enough to lay points with them. They're just too too Jekyll and Hyde for me. And I don't like the Colts enough going against that Jags secondary, the Jags running game. Unfortunately, this is another one that – I'm going to pass. I think, what what have I passed all three games so far? I'm sorry, dudes, but I'm, I, I bet it like it's my money, and I don't see value there. Yeah, my numbers say Jacksonville has a little value. You know what? I just don't trust Blake Bortles enough. So maybe Fournette gets 
you know, 120 yards on 28 carries, and they just ground and pound, and the Saxonville team gets it done here. But um, I will lean to Jacksonville, but I'm passing. Cincinnati's at Pittsburgh. The Steelers, five-and-a-half-point favorites. Steve, uh, total there, 41. How about that Pittsburgh Steeler defense? Who would have thought this? You got a questionable quarterback for the Steelers, an underperforming offense, and an awesome defense. Um, the Bengals are certainly trending upwards as well here with Pittsburgh. Should be a really good game. You know, it's right where I made the side and the total. I pass. Yeah, you know, um, I'm going to put a unit on the Bengals here. Uh, the Steelers riding high. They've been kind of up and down this year. They win at Kansas City. The Bengals have been playing better and better. The Bengals, you know, coming off a bye. I'll put one unit on the uh, on the Bengals getting five and a half points. It's a pretty pretty solid number. I'll put one unit on the Bengals getting five and a half. All right. Also, five and a half points is the Baltimore Ravens at the Vikings. Vikings favored by five and a half. There, total thirty nine and a half. Yeah, I mean, you know, I I don't know. I mean, the the Ravens were thoroughly disappointing on Sunday. Again, um, the Vikings played pretty well. I, I think it's a low total, but I'll put one unit on the under. That Vikings defense and the Ravens offense is a really bad combination for the Ravens to actually score points. And the Ravens defense is still pretty decent. So I picture this being a, a really low-scoring game. I, I can't picture it getting higher than 20-17 to 17 unless there's defensive touchdowns. So I'm actually going to put two units on the under 39-and-a-half. You know, I like your handicap. Minnesota, if they have their weapons, should be able to get to 20, but I'm not sure they have them. Um, Stefan Diggs, really important wide receiver. You hear anything yet, Ross, whether he's going to play this week? Nope, not yet. And we do know it'll be Case Keenum, although Bridgewater's back practicing. And obviously Dalvin Cook's not, not coming back. And, and Nick Easton, how important is their center to the Vikings? He is also on the injury list. Yeah, well, he's playing left guard for them. They got Elf line at center. But still, um, he, he is, he's played very well. You, um, I knew you'd know your O-line guys well. Um, you add that up with those injuries. You're right, Baltimore's not going to get past 17. And with the Vikings with those problems, they should ground and pound a win. I'm with you. Let's have a best bet. We'll go under for a unit. The best bet. Next up, the New York Jets at the Miami Dolphins. Dolphins favored by three. Also a low total, 38 and a half. All right, what is going on here? The New York Jets, let's go back in our time machine a bit. The Jets are going 0-16, and they're not going to win a game. Their season win number is 3.5. The Dolphins' season win number is right around 7. All right, Miami has underachieved. They had Irma come through. They've been in eight different cities in eight different weeks all over the place, from Oxnard, California, to uh, L.A., to New York, to London. But they're back home now, and their defense is playing awesome. Cutler has been a disaster, and their offense has been poor. Still, Miami has way better playmakers than the New York Jets, and their defense is light years better than the New York Jets. Somehow, the Jets have played and covered four straight weeks. That explains this line. Uh, I think the Dolphins have great value. I'm getting the better team laying three absolutely Dolphins, two units. Wow, interesting. Okay. 
If anything, I'd probably lean the other way. Uh, you know, I, I think the Dolphins probably do win by three. I, I don't know, man. I, I didn't like the way they played in Atlanta, at least the first half. And the Jets have been pretty darn consistent. Um, I'm going to pass the game, but I would actually, I'd, I'd rather lean towards the Jets getting those three points. Ross, Tampa Bay will be at Buffalo. The Bills favored by three, and the total is off the board. Yeah, well, we've talked about this before. I, I just don't get it when they have the line up, but no total. But Steve's explained it to me before I get it. Um, still seems weird to me. Bills coming off of a bye. It's weird. It's, I'm kind of surprised that they're only favored by three. I mean, the Bucks have not been good. Jameis Winston's beat up. Bills coming off a bye. I don't like to lay points very often. You guys know that, but I'm putting – uh, one unit on the Bills against a beleaguered Bucks bunch. Vegas must think that the Bucks are gonna are gonna bounce back after that dismal performance in the desert. I love that beleaguered Bucks bunch. Hey, real quick, I did want to mention another reason I like Miami against the Jets. It's because they lost to the Jets and got blown out in New York. So I like the recent revenge. I agree with you here, Ross. I'm not high in the Buffalo Bills. I've got the Bills rated at a slightly below average team. But um, I don't have Tampa Bay rated any higher. It's a good spot for Buffalo. They're off the bye. And to say these two teams are equal, yeah, maybe, maybe they are equal. But um, I certainly think the spot greatly favors Buffalo here. Tampa Bay coming back from the uh, West Coast. Absolutely, I'm with you. Buffalo Bills minus three, two units. The best bet. Steve, the Carolina Panthers, three-and-a-half-point favorites at the Chicago Bears with a total of 40-and-a-half. Yeah, the Bears have been sneaky good at home, and they finally won a road game. Maybe the buy sign is starting to tick on Trubisky and the Bears, but Carolina's had 10 days to get ready off of a bad performance. Cam had two really good games, and we saw the Well, it wasn't really his fault as much as the defense's fault against the Eagles, but you know what? The Eagles are pretty awesome. So I'm going to forgive that loss. And with 10 days to prepare, I really don't have much on this game. I am going to lean to the under in it. But um, 40 and a half, that's, you've got no wiggle room. I pass. Yeah, I'm passing this one as well. I don't know, man. I, I might even lean Chicago. You know, they're, they're doing some good things. They do play pretty solidly at home, beating the Steelers, you know, going toe-to-toe with the Vikings. And I do think the under looks – I would lean under and I would lean bears, but I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to pass both. Ross, the New Orleans Saints favored by five and a half at the Green Bay Packers. Total 48. So I'm going to be at this game, and I thought I'd see my buddy from my high school, Alex Anzalone, the rookie linebacker for the Saints. He's out for the season with the shoulder injury. thought I'd see Aaron Rodgers. That's not happening either. So that's unfortunate, but it'll still be interesting to see Brett Hundley in his first game. Talk to me, Steve, about the line movement for this game with that Rodgers injury. And how does it work like when he got hurt in the game? Are people just banging the look-ahead line? Yeah, so the look-ahead line comes down when the game starts. So that's not available. The look-ahead line was Green Bay laying six and a half against the Saints. And so we've got a 12-point line move here. 
I will say that dur- during the live wagering, I talk a lot about the live wagering. I know it's a niche market and it's not something I want to spend a lot of time on. But if you ask me, Fez, what was the best bet you could have made last week? I will come immediately and say you could have the Vikings at Pickham against Green Bay when it was 0-0 and Rodgers went down in the first quarter. That and you could have played the under at 45. Talk about two great bets. If you were on top of it and you saw Rodgers, when he got carted off, it was clear he was done. That was your best bet from last week. Yeah, I mean, boy, I'm, I mean, there can't be a guy that, that's worth more points than that, is there? Never seen somebody worth more than Rodgers. And, uh, you know, Hunley, by all accounts, you probably know more than I, um, certainly a perceived to be a capable backup uh, quarterback, right? Yeah, I mean, he was highly touted at UCLA. Uh, didn't get drafted quite as high as people thought he would. But in the preseason the last two years, he's played really well. And really, the Packers have a history, Steve, of their backup quarterbacks coming in and, and performing at a pretty high level, which is why I'm passing the game. I just I, I think Hunley is going to play a lot better now that he'll have a whole week to prepare and get ready. So I don't like the game. I don't like the uh, the uncertainty there. So I'm passing the game all around. I'm actually having alternative memories. Is that Scott Tolzien there throwing a pick six? When Rodgers <laughs> last went out, it was a train wreck, and they got the mighty um, Flynn back. Finally, yes. they kept changing the replacement quarterbacks. So Green Bay went completely in the dumper. But I think a big part of that was how bad their backup quarterbacks were, and I think Hunley, I, 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 Aaron Rodgers is awesome. He's worth nine points. He's not worth 12 points, and I really think, although Green Bay got banged up in the O-line and the secondary, so there's some injury stuff as well, but this game's going to be in the 50s. Bring your parka to this game. It's going to be raining. It's going to be chilly, and that is not New Orleans Saints prime weather. If there's one thing I know about the Saints, you don't bet them in the slop and in bad weather because their precision offense struggles. Two units, Green Bay, one unit on the under. All right, Steve, moving on to London, the L.A. Rams and the Arizona Cardinals. Rams favored by 3.5, total 47.5. Yeah, the Rams, you know, they really should have beaten Seattle. And if they had, this line would be 5.5. And I certainly lean to the Rams, but the uncertainties of London – one just never knows. L.A. flew out to the East Coast, and then they flew straight to London. I don't really like being in London all week long. I don't necessarily think that that's an advantage. Um, AP might have some, some uh, gas left in his tank. He certainly looked good last week. And, you know, the book on Arizona is when they had to give it to the bad Johnson, they had no running game, and Carson Palmer was a sitting duck. So maybe Arizona's going to be improved as well on passing the game. Yeah, just for clarification, Steve, the Cardinals have already flown over to London. The Rams are staying in Jacksonville until Thursday night and then flying over. So just so you know, that's that's the plan for those teams. Um, I'm going to take the Cardinals. Uh, I like them getting three and a half points. My concern there would be the Rams have some familiarity and comfort with being over in London. We saw how that worked for Jacksonville and Baltimore. But I feel like Adrian Peterson was a huge boost for them, maybe as much just psychologically as anything else. So I'm actually going to take Arizona 
getting the three and a half points and and put two units on the Cardinals getting three and a half over in London. Ross, the Dallas Cowboys favored by six at the San Francisco 49ers, total 47. I'm thinking Vegas still thinks that Zeke Elliott's going to play. I don't know. It's still, you know, while we're recording this, there's more legal mumbo-jumbo going on. It's been kicked out of a court in Texas, and now it'll go to New York, and maybe he'll be able to play, maybe he won't. Either way, the Niners have been really consistent. Now, I know they're starting a rookie quarterback in his first start, but they've lost five straight games by three points or less. My guess is they'll either break through and win one or they'll lose close game again. Give me two units on the Niners getting six points. Ross Tucker with the great information. Thank you for that uh, tidbit on the Rams. I like that they stay in Jacksonville till Thursday. In your NFL career, I want to ask you, because it applies to San Francisco, when you had three straight road games and then you come back home, did you find that to be – a distraction that you basically had been living out of a suitcase for three weeks, and now um, it was inevitable that the coaching staff, you know, would give you an extra day off probably, and it would be hard to prepare for that first home game, or was it more a rallying cry, hey, we're finally back home? It's neither because you always fly home after the game. So it's not like they were on the road for three weeks. You know what I mean? Like they came back in between those games. They'd fly back. So – I would say it's neither. If anything, there's um, happiness they don't have to get back on a plane that week probably. Yeah, and I might be overreacting to – I certainly know they go home. I know that NBA long road trips where they don't go home, you never want the team when they first come back because of all the home distractions. But I'm probably overreacting. It, it's a long week after all. Yeah, the Niners really have been playing pretty darn well, and we expected improvement under Shanahan. I don't know if the Elliott – him playing or not playing is as important now because the backup running backs have the fresh legs. So it might not be that big of a deal whether he plays or not because we'll get a real good game out of, his ba- out of the backups. But the um, distractions associated with it cannot be good. I do not like dis- a distracted NFL team. I'll lean to the 49ers. Steve, the Seattle Seahawks six-point favorites at the New York Giants, total 38 and a half. Yeah, so we went to the well with the under with the New York Giants last week. We got there despite a pick six thrown by Simeon. You know what? Why not? Let's do it again. Um, Seattle's a very similar team to Denver. The Giants still should have little to no offense. I'm not buying into their new running back, being able to run for 100 yards every game, and they have no wide receivers, no O-line, and I don't like Eli. I'm going to go under in this one as well, two units. Yeah, and the Giants' defense played the best game they had played in a while. The Seahawks had showed that they were susceptible to the run earlier, so that that's probably going to be the Giants' game plan, but on some level that plays into our, our thinking anyway because the clock keeps running if they keep running it. I'll join you with uh, two units on the under 38.5 as well for a best bet. The best bet. Ross, the Denver Broncos at the L.A. Chargers. Chargers favored by one and a half for the total of 41 and a half. Right. Uh, this, to me, is, is a surprising line. I, I know that the Broncos are a little bit beat up, but I also feel like, you know, after Sunday night and that embarrassment against the Giants, that they're going to bounce back. 
the Chargers have, have squeaked out a couple close wins, but I like the Broncos bouncing back and getting a point and a half. I'll put, I'll put two units on the Broncos. I think there's a pretty decent chance they win the game outright. There is no home field advantage in L.A. for the Chargers, so it seems to me like the Vegas folks are saying that they just think that the Chargers are a better team than the Broncos. Yeah, I think that Vegas just isn't getting this home field right at all. You know, one more question for Ross. This is the week I'm asking you all the questions. Do most NFL teams, when you're at home, you still stay in a hotel? Yeah, pretty much always. Yeah, so you don't, you're not even sleeping in your own bed. You don't have the crowd cheering for you. Um, in fact, the crowd is cheering against you, which has to have a psychological burden associated with it. You're telling me the Chargers are the better team than the Broncos? Not buying that. You know what? I'm with you. Let's make it the best bet. I'll take Denver for one unit. The best bet. All right, Atlanta at New England. Sunday night football. Patriots three-and-a-half point favorites. A total 55. You're up Interesting first, game. Super, Super yeah. Bowl rematch. So all the advantage for Atlanta. That's got to be worth a point after the way that they melted down further you have Atlantic back-to-back losses as big favorites at home. That definitely benefits them as well. Having said all that, I got New England rated as a better team, and I have New England having a four-point home field advantage at Gillette. I expect their defense to continue to improve. So the number looks extremely short at three and a half, where I got the better team with a big home field advantage. Lots of conflicts on this game. So I'm going to pass on the side at 55, you know what, I'll, I'm, I do expect a shootout. I still think the New England defense is extremely vulnerable, and uh, that offense is just awesome. One unit on the over 55. Interesting. 55 is a high number, man. That, that's, a, that's a high number. But the way these two offenses are capable of playing, I'm with you. I'm actually going to put one unit on the Falcons, getting the three and a half. I still don't think that the Patriots are a great team, and I think the Falcons – are highly motivated to bounce back from the, the Dolphins' disaster as well as last year's Super Bowl. So I, li- I like the Falcons getting the three and a half points. Even if they lose, I think it's a close one. And finally, Ross, Monday Night Football, the Washington Redskins at the Philadelphia Eagles. Eagles' five-point favorites total is 48 and a half. Yeah, I guess that line makes sense. Um, I'll be at that game as well on the sideline. And I, I guess I look at it and think the Eagles are probably, you know, John Allen, Jonathan Allen, the D lineman for the Redskins, he's out. He's been a difference maker so far. Still no Josh Norman. Eagles have had extra time to prepare. It is a division game. I'm not going to lay five points, but I'd probably lean to the Eagles, but I will pass this game. Yeah, I've got the number just a little bit higher than this, but because – Week one, Washington lost the division game at home. Real close game. The final score wasn't close, but it really could have gone either way. And the Eagles got the win. So in the division rematch game, I always look towards the road team to come back in the other guy's crib and play really, really well. I think it's going to be a close game because of that. So I think it's an easy pass on this one. I'll lean over on the Monday night game. I hate playing division games amongst contenders over but my raw numbers did make the total 51, so I would lean towards the over just to lean. All right, good stuff, Steve. I love it. Let's have another winning week, and let's make sure everybody 
that's going to betonline.ag and placing their bets from our selections win some money. You can get some free money at betonline.ag with a 50% welcome bonus up to $2,500 worth of sportsbook free plays. BetOnline.ag has been around for almost 20 years, and as you know, they are the first ones to put the odds out, which is awesome. Plus, they got that state-of-the-art live betting software, which makes the games even more fun. You can get a free $25 on your first live bet, which is really cool. But one of the best things about them, your winnings will be delivered on time every time. Payouts have never been faster. Don't miss out on betting this weekend's games. Visit betonline.ag. Use promo code EVENMONEY to score your $2,500 bonus. That'll do it for our week seven already. Picks here on the Even Money podcast. If you like more advice, listen to the Fantasy Feast podcast with Evan Silva. We had some great conversation, and we will have some great conversation this week like we do every week. You can also check out the College Draft Podcast and, of course, the Ross Tucker Football Podcast. Plus, if you like the free Maddens that we give out, SeatGeek. Just download the SeatGeek app on your phone. Use the code Ross. Send me that email, ross at rosstucker.com, and you're automatically entered to get this week's free Madden. Other than that, good luck, everybody. Hope you guys win some money. Thanks for listening to the Even Money Podcast. Make sure to also subscribe to the Ross Tucker Football Podcast, the Fantasy Feast Podcast, and the College Draft Podcast, all available on iTunes at RossTucker.com or wherever podcasts can be found.